Welcome to the Good, the Bad and the Ugly Innovation Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk to people who walk the walk, solving real innovation problems and developing new ways of working. Today I'm delighted to be talking with Stian Kildall, the CEO of Amion. Amion are a very successful software and services company headquartered in Dublin. They specialize in enterprise DevOps, cloud transformation, and agile lean consultancy. Steen talks about his upbringing in rural Norway and the lessons he took from that. He worked with Ericsson for many years, building a successful career and gaining a wide range of technical and commercial experience. After Ericsson, he started working in Amien, at first doing business development in the Nordics and more recently as CEO. Steen talks about the impact of cloud and open source on delivering major software projects into complex environments. He also outlines how software automation is used to accelerate projects to market while ensuring the highest quality of delivery. Steen also discusses how Amien listens to and works closely with their customers in delivering these large projects. I found the conversation to be a great insight into the services and consultancy sector of the software industry. The podcast is sponsored by Netzer Digital Onboarding at www.netzer.com. We provide digital onboarding and customer digital channel management solutions to a wide range of verticals, including mobile operators, MVNOs, eSIM providers, financial institutions, and charities. Please contact us at www.netzer.com. We'd be glad to understand your business requirements and problems. Welcome to the Good, the Bad and the Ugly Innovation Podcast. Our guest this week is Stian Kildall. He is CEO of Amien Limited. Amien are a very successful software and services consultancy company headquartered in Dublin. Amien specializes in enterprise DevOps, cloud transformation and lean agile consultancy. So welcome to the podcast, Stian, and thanks for coming along. Thank you, Pat, and thanks for having me. Not at all. Well, so you are, you know, we, we talked a little bit, and as I understand it, you're Norwegian. That's correct. I was born in Norway, and I grew up in the countryside, which, you know, it's a simple and nice and safe place to grow up. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been to Norway a good few times. I, I used to deal with Telenor, and I, it struck me as like an absolutely beautiful country, and maybe blessed country in the sense that uh, it seems to have everything you want. Maybe not warm weather, but probably everything else. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Maybe one of the things I carry with me from there is, you know, what my parents told me early on that hard work is important, you know, do the right thing, have accomplishments, be goal oriented. And I think that's, that's something I carried with me. I like challenges. Okay. Yeah. And um, do you ski? I suppose everyone in Norway seems to ski. Yeah, I I did some competitive skiing. I didn't have a great career at that, but uh, a stint in the first few years of my childhood, yes. Oh, that's great. I, yeah, I mean, it's such a, um, a beautiful place. I've only really been to southern Norway, and um, I need to get further north, which is, I think, quite a thrill. But tell us, what what's your journey, uh, Stian? How did you get to where you are today in, in running a Irish-based consultancy company? So, so I guess um, I started off with a computer uh, back at home uh, early on, and I've always been interested in technology and played with software from, from early days. And 
I wouldn't be afraid to call myself a nerd. I've always been interested in technology and the potential of technology. And so I started with a consultancy company, did software design and had larger and larger projects and eventually got hired by, by Ericsson, a large telecom vendor, as, as you would be familiar with. And I went on to spend 19 years with them in, in, in different roles. And, you know, a pretty good career uh, there. Mm. I think Ericsson are probably the backbone of a lot of the other companies as the, they provide good training and experience and a lot of people move on to other roles, especially in the telco industry. Absolutely. It's a, it's a fantastic company and I've been fortunate to have many, many good managers who've, who've trusted me and supported me over the years as I took on larger portfolio responsibilities. We've, we've had global R&D, we've had global customers. And so you know, I'm really proud of what we accomplished there. And I said we because it's, it's never down to one man, right? So you always have a, have a team and mm. you know, I really appreciate the, the years I've had with, uh, with them. It, it, that's that's an interesting point to raise there, Stian. Is that is is there a secret, Eric Erickson? Is it the management? Is it wh- why is it such a successful company over such a long period of time? Well, I guess there's many factors to to that, and you know it's a very innovative company. It invests heavily in in research uh, and in development. Uh, it's also a large company, right? So you have opportunities to take on different roles in different places and. As you raise the ranks, you're you're given opportunities if if you perform to, you know, try on different functions, work with different customers, learn about new technologies, and, and move around the world if if that suits your personal life. You know, so there's okay. probably several aspects that plays into that. Okay, and how did you end up where you are today? You're you're, are you a technologist? Are you a salesperson? Are you in the middle? Where where do you think you sit, and as a personal level? I'm probably more a technology guy. <laughs> Let's say that. And I guess the, the connection to Amion came from uh, a former colleague, uh, Irish former colleague who introduced me to people at Amion. And at that time I felt, you know, 19 years, moving around to different roles, great challenges, good results. I thought it would be interesting to see something, something new, uh, try something else, broaden my experience a bit, maybe do a bit more business development beyond the front line. Um, mm-hmm and also learn more about cloud and, and open source software, which I think have been really key uh, and will continue to be uh, key for the next, next several years. Okay, no, that's, that's, I mean, no one can deny what, what cloud has done and is still doing and the, also the impact of open source. It, do, do you, has it made your job more difficult in the sense that in, in the, the good old days where you had proprietary software with, you could sell with a license and there's some margin. Now, is there more emphasis on services and less on software? How do you see that mix working, particularly with your role in Amium? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I guess one of the main benefits of open source is the, the amazing innovation that happens in the open source community. It's, it's increasingly difficult for a single company to take on all of that R&D themselves. So I think that the industry as a whole is coming to that realization. Uh, then I guess it's, it's always uh, a challenge to find the right balance. Uh, you, even though you leverage open source technology, you need to make sure that it actually performs and that it's mature and stable enough. And um, you, know, you, you may not want to be on the bleeding edge of technology for things that are expected to, to have a five nines uptime, for instance. So you know, there's a role for somebody like us to help the customers uh, navigate those choices. 
uh, and make the right choices. Uh, but I, I don't think there's any any going back from from embracing open source. Mm -hmm. And when customers engage with Amian, when what do you think, uh, or what what is different about Amian compared to other companies in, in the space? Why why Amian? So I guess one key characteristic is you know we have our our telco heritage. So we have we have. Uh, customers uh, across different sectors, uh, but the core of what we do has always been in telco. And so we've been fortunate to work really closely with some of the leading telco vendors in large scale software development. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, you know, the challenges that come with that in terms of uh, building teams, uh, developing in, with agile ways of working in scale uh, and building software that's, that's modular, that can leverage software automation, uh, that can have a high degree of automation, uh, you know, is really, really key because as you would know in, in, in your business, telco has always been very focused on quality, on performance, on, on security and on scale. So I guess from, from that point of view, these are very good learnings and, and, and great experience that we carry with us into other customer projects as well. So you guys have an automation platform called Stackstorm. You know how it must be. I just uh, I'm not a really deep techno technology guy, but how can you automate such complex projects? What, how does this work in practice? I guess in the good old world, uh, we were familiar with with layers of software stacks that ran on dedicated hardware. And after that, there was a phase where applications were virtualized and consolidated on shared hardware platforms. And what we're living at the moment is the migration of that onto a shared cloud platform. And within that migration, uh, in order to leverage automation and to get speed and velocity in software design, uh, companies are generally looking to use modern software engineering uh, and building much more uh, granular, smaller pieces of software. Mm -hmm. you know, the nerds would call it containerization. And what you end up with then is, is a set of you know, very flexible and dynamic pieces of software that can uh, exploit the benefits of scale and flexibility on that cloud platform, but that software in turns also needs to be orchestrated. Uh, you know, there are challenges in maintaining and managing a, a complex software environment that's been built that way. And, you know, software orchestration tools like, like Stackstorm uh, help solve those challenges. Okay, okay. It was a long answer, perhaps. No, no, it's good. It's good. I, I mean, I think it's something that you're, I think you guys are at the really cutting edge of this sort of work. So that I, I thought it was interesting for, to tease that out. And if, if a customer comes to you, how do you engage with them? Why? How do you work with them? I'm, I'm sure most of your customers are fairly large organizations. Would that be fair? Yeah, that's, that's fair. So we would start by, by listening, to be honest, uh, and understanding uh, what is the, the customer requirements. And we don't have a prescribed solution. Uh, we, we try to tailor the appropriate solution, the use of appropriate technology to, to the problem at hand. And uh, we could either go off and help the customer build that and come back and deliver it to the customer, or we might uh, co-develop it uh, in teams together with a, with a customer. Uh, and what we see is, for us at least, that model is, is working. Many of our customers, uh, they've been with us for, for years. So I think that that speaks to you know, the type of trust, but also ongoing delivery um, that, that we've been able to, 
uh, bring to them. Okay. And what, what sectors do you address? Obviously, you have telco. What other uh, markets do you work with? Yeah, so uh, our core is telco. But what's interesting now is we see several other sectors are, are embracing the types of software technologies that, that telco has been using for some time. Uh, so in financial services, you'd see the fintechs uh, fully embrace a lot of the software technologies that we work with. A lot of the same concerns as well in terms of working with software in a regulatory environment where quality and performance and security and scale, et cetera, are all important. Um, similarly, in, in life science, uh, you have several medtech firms that are trying to connect devices. They want to run analytics based on collected data. Uh, they want to run it on the cloud. Uh, and so, you know, MedTech is a large opportunity, we think. Uh, and, uh, and fourth, the uh, automotive sector, where you know, we have car companies that have publicly expressed that they need to get as good at software development and modular software design as they've been in hardware design for the last few decades. So, you know, connected cars, shared cars, carpools, electrical cars, um, you know, in-car entertainment, all of those things drive an enormous need for, for software, modern software in that industry. Yeah, it's amazing the amount of computerization going into um, cars these days. It's, it's just incredible. But, and oh. perhaps in, in addition to that, the, the common theme, uh, and you would have seen this in, in your business, I'm sure, is besides cost efficiency and, and speed, uh, more and more businesses are looking at ways of, of creating a better customer experience. And increasingly, uh, software is, is key to that. And releasing software twice a year uh, no longer cuts it. No, absolutely. I think that that's a very good point, Stian. And, and the uh, continuous deployment uh, is, is really a, a big factor in uh, the customer's experience, as you say. Well, first of all, thanks, Stian, for coming along. And um, we appreciate your insight into the consultancy and software market and uh, I find it quite interesting how sophisticated the, the business is and where, where Amien is at and always at the end of the podcast I like to ask people would they like to nominate a song to play out on I have no idea what you're going to say so I'm really intrigued, <laughs> <laughs> really intrigued to hear this. So I, I gave that some, some good thought, right? And what we're doing at the moment is working really hard with the team to take Amien to the next level. And we're working hard to create the next chapter of the company history. We've been in business for 17 years, but we still think we have the most import, uh, exciting uh, part ahead of us. So some of my colleagues would say we have our feet to the fire and, you know, driving change is, is hard, right? Mm -hmm. And we work really hard at it. So I, I thought Flames by David Guetta and Sia would be uh, okay. appropriate. So I guess with that, I'd like to say thanks to my team and, uh, and also to our customers for, for their trust in us. You know? Okay, great track. All right. Thank you very much, Stian. Thank you, Pat. You
trip